Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. What about that podcast? Oh, yeah. Just when I thought you weren't paying attention. I know. I I felt relaxed. I didn't have time to grab my headphones off my head. I have tremendous (laughs) peripheral vision. Like a hawk. Like a stinking hawk, man. <laughs> oh, my. Well, this just started out well. <laughs> <laughs> Off to the races. So if anyone's still listening. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so what's good? It's good. It's good. A lot of things are good. Uh, <laughs> okay. God is good. See, All the time. See, Mona, you're the one that puts me in my place. I was just sitting here thinking about, I really like corn dogs. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. humble yeah. me, Mona. You humble wow. me. Wow. Okay. Corn dogs, God. Corn dogs, God. <laughs> Seeing as I really can't eat corn dogs anymore. Oh, my. <laughs> That's why we love you, Dan. There may be so better podcasts out there, but by golly, I bet they don't have as much fun as we do. So Hank's the pastor at Marion Baptist Church. We're yep, just going to yeah. get started. Yeah. I'm the pastor of not Corn Dog Baptist Church, <laughs> but Marion Baptist Church. Be the best smelling church around. <laughs> oh, my. Just the way he said it. I was thinking about, I really like corn dogs. <laughs> Uh, just a peek inside. And of, of all the things that you picked. Yeah. I mean, not steak, not a no, big, no, fat, juicy no, look, hamburger, uh, corn dog. I'm a firm believer that, like, hot dog on a stick. <laughs> you can enjoy anything if you know what you're in for. You know, like, if I go to McDonald's, I'm not like, man, this is not, not a gourmet burger. No, I know what I was signing up for. You know, <laughs> same way with corn dogs. You know what you're getting. <laughs> or not. Or, or not. Yeah. Yeah. You may not want to know. Uh, that, yeah. <laughs> So I am Hank Meadows, pastor of Mary Baptist Church. Let me say that for a second time. Got my home oh. slice with me, Miss Mona. Hey, hey. I got my man over there on the on the board, El Corndoggo. <laughs> now he has a new name. That's my luchador wrestling name. How did you know that? <laughs> I know these things. Oh. Uh, no, no, no. There's Jelly Bean over there. Oh. So we're so glad you guys are tuning in with us. Um, continuing on in Luke 15. So if you turn your Bibles... Into Bible time <laughs> with the Mosaic of Marian clan. Trying to class it up. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. <clears throat> anyway, so anything else we need to talk about? <laughs> summer's summer's flying by. Flying. Mm-hmm. Flying by. Which it really doesn't affect me either way. <laughs> <laughs> Just sort of roll on. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm finished with all of my. Men's conference, VBS, huge, Brazil, loved that, loved all of them. But yeah, I, I needed some a break. <laughs> I was about to say, now you get to breathe for a moment. Yeah, wow, man. I mean, and and they were like back to back to back to back, mm-hmm. you know, and all that. So anyway, but that's neither here nor there. I'm good now. So, Mona, <laughs> yes, home slicey. Yes. You want to read the next little bit? We're talking about the woman and her ten coins. Okay. So 
Luke 15, 8 through 10. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp and sweep the house and seek diligently until she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. Just so I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. both for the fact that you see value in us even when we have no value outside of you heavenly father we we are so thankful that 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 diligently is in there that you don't just take a glance but you search for us heavenly father and and we pray that the moment that that we see your presence that we would turn to you and away from the world so heavenly father we just pray that this podcast would be glorifying to you and would touch the hearts of those that hear it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. All right, big question, and I don't want your churchy answer. And matter of fact, I don't want you to say Jesus, because that's a given. Okay? If you say Jesus, I'm coming across his desk. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What is the most important thing to you in your life? And you cannot say Jesus, don't say the church. And I hope you answer the right way. So my family. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I won't go with corn dogs this time. Family. Yeah, family. <laughs> All right, so I want you guys to to hear their answers and hold on to it for a little bit. We're going to come back to it. Yeah, I'm playing that game. So let's talk about this. So what woman having 10 silver coins? Well, there, there's a lot of – let me give you a little background, a little context, because, you know, I've always been told text without context is? Pretext. Pretext. So – Got right. Yeah, and so she, it's this lady, um, and the context is is something lost. Mm-hmm. Um, the sheep, valuable to that shepherd, um, but here it's, it's, in a sense, more personal. Mm. Some have said that they think this woman, some ladies back then would have little, um, what do you call those things that would wrap around your head? Headband? Yeah. Sort of a headband. Mm. Uh, many women in that day would wear something like that. Um, as a dress and not showy, but just it looked good, I guess, what they thought. And they would have 10, and the word for coins here is drachmas, a day's wage, and that. Or some others have said, well, you don't really know that. And it could be that she just had saved up like 10 days' wages and she was sort of a peasant woman. And it that drachma would be very valuable right. to her. And so she loses it. Now, Okay, in a day side, you're like, okay, we'll just, you know, open the blinds, look in. Well, the house of that didn't have a lot of windows. Right. And some of the the poorer people even had even fewer windows. Right. So it would have been dark in there. And so what would she have to do? Light, lights a lamp, carrying around, got a broom, sweeping every nook, every cranny, everywhere, looking to try and find it. So... Just from outside of what I ask you, just some opening thoughts about what what this points us to, and what does it mean to us as we we look with this thought of something being lost. Well, as you were talking, I don't know if this isn't what you're asking for, but as you were talking, all I could think of is when my kids would lose something and they wouldn't hardly look for it, and especially like I remember things that you know, like Wii games or something that was expensive. Yeah, and they wouldn't really look for it. But why wouldn't they look? Because for it? they didn't care. Yeah, it wasn't valuable to them. They didn't, and so to me, I was like, "Oh, that costs a lot of money," and 
I would be upset about it and want to find it, but they it wasn't important to them, so they wouldn't even look for it. Well, as, as you know, one, of the, I think this is okay to say they had no skin in the game. Mm-hmm. It didn't cost them anything, right? You know, right. it's just a gift, right? Yeah. Whatever. And I, I first I got tickled because I was thinking, don't tell me you thought corn dog again. No, 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 no. <laughs> the value of a is, corn dog. This is about the same level though. My brother and I, my mom used to get so mad at us because we'd say, "Oh, we lost something," and you know, it, like let's say it was a frisbee or something like that. Like we're looking up on the ceiling and just kind of looking around, you know, like places we knew it was never going to be. And she would get so mad at us. So I, I, I feel for your kids. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I relate to. No, um, the uh, first of all, it, it, I kind of get tickled at because I, especially if I lose something small, I'm just, what's the way you find you sweep? Like if you drop something. I don't. I don't get down on the floor and look for it. I, I sweep. So it's good to know the methods haven't changed. Um, but no, the uh, the thing that I got is we talked about this a little bit with the sheep. You know, it doesn't say she while she was looking. She she tossed the other ten out. You know, we were talking about that kind of the that selfish. Uh, well, why aren't they paying attention to me? She knows the the other nine are secure. While she's looking for that one. Mm. So again, it's not that she doesn't value those other nine. It's that yeah, right now what's important is the one that's But she lost. had nine others. What's the big deal? I mean, well, did you say this already that it was probably a, a whole a day's wage? Yeah. And so but I mean she had nine other days' wages. Yeah, but if that's all she had, then um she needed to have I mean, if we if if all I had was Ten hundred dollar bills, and I lost one, and that's a significant amount of money. So for her, that was—I'm sure—that was a significant amount of money. To wow, she deals in hundred dollar bills. I was—I well, would have said if I had ten one dollar bills, well, you know, I don't deal in hundreds, man. Just trying to make it applicable to my our listeners. I had my bag of quarters. <laughs> yeah, or. Yeah, or it, it, say it was a headband, and now you got a missing hole, right. and so it looks, it's right. it's it looks Obvious. it's incomplete. Yes. Ooh, oh, good okay. Word. Oh, now he's excited. Okay. <laughs> so, and, and I don't. I, I'm going to make a statement. I'm trying to. I, I got excited, and now I'm trying to let form while I stutter here for a minute. So just keep saying right, like Mona. <laughs> Oh, got called out. No, the, this is the Every thing. Week. Regardless of of what you personally think about the person, I, I love the point you made. Um, I guess a couple Sundays ago uh, about you know you can love someone in Christ and not have to be right there at them yeah. all the time. I don't care how you feel about someone; the way God sees it. Is that uh, I'm being very careful about how I say this? Heaven is incomplete without that person, regardless of how you feel about them. Right? Yeah. yeah you know. Yeah. yeah they're yeah. regardless of even how they feel about themselves and wh- how they see God or whatever. Yeah. It doesn't change the fact they were created to play a role both here and in eternity at, at, in heaven. Yeah. Let me yeah. let me put it more bluntly. Please. Salvation is for everybody, yes. not who we think Absolutely. deserves to be there or not. Right. And it is incomplete, and, and I, I believe biblically I could I could prove that because we now live in the age of of the Gentiles in a sense, mm-hmm. and it is only when the time of the Gentiles has been fulfilled, oh, right, mm-hmm. right. 
Yep. That complete. Jesus will come. Right. Meaning completion. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I I, I think yeah. no, that's not a bad way to say that. Um and so yeah, there there's there's it's not complete. I mean, God's grand scheme, I believe in his foreknowledge, he knows every person that's going to be saved, mm-hmm. but it's still our job to go. So, are you ready? I haven't done this in a while. <laughs> yes, Mona's ready. I agree. I think you have done it in a while. What was the mission of Jesus? To seek and to save the lost. See, boom, right there. Bam. Can you give me book, chapter, and verse? No. <laughs> Flip over there a few pages. Luke 19, verse 10. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. He climbed up in a sycamore tree to see what he could see. I always can relate to this story. (laughs) (laughs) And and so, you know the story, and and I do. When when you read, all right, so you stay right there. She what? Salt. Mm-hmm. I'm going. I think the the past tense of seek. I think it's salt. Mm-hmm. Diligently. Yep. Yep. What does Jesus say he came to do in Luke nineteen ten? Says for the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. And by the way, that word seek it means to diligently look. Mm-hmm. Seek diligently. It's the same scripture interpreting scripture. Yep. That is the fundamental absolute reason jesus christ came to the earth right to seek and to save that which was lost well and they even say it in this so hold on we're not we're not done oh, in, in the air um he says so going back to the lost sheep at the very end and and it says it again i think in the very at the end of this one i think there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents seeking to save the lost mm. Then over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. See, if you don't think you're lost, you don't need right. saving. Right. Right. But if you're lost, you know you need saving. Yeah. <laughs> or, or you're drowning. I've been there. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Hargrave Pool, I've told you the story. I was going to be big and bad, going to be the first to dive in. Yep. <laughs> Bloop. <up. laughs> Came up. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> so... But even in that, in Luke 19, 10, this is where we miss it, and this is what people don't like to hear. And I'm going to hit this real quick, and we'll go back. There was visible evidence of a changed life. Yes. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Well, and I I, I was going to even back up and say the, the um, similarities, because, again, he's with Zacchaeus. He says, I'm going to your house, and they're grumbling. Why are you going to the house of a sinner? The Pharisees always grumble. And so, right, and so, again, we see, I mean, that, if two podcasts ago, that's what we talked about, about them grumbling because he was receiving sinners. And yeah. so, um, showing, but he was showing us and telling us that that was his purpose. Yeah. I was just, I... I wanted to tie it back to what you were talking about before the uh, when you were being so harsh on your children. Um, <laughs> no, you don't seek what's not valuable. You don't diligently search for something that's easily replaceable or that you really don't care about. So we we see that diligence, and it just it dumbfounds me because I want to tie it back to something else we've talked about before. 
you know, when Jesus died for our sins, he knew it, it wasn't this vague sense of sin. It was literally the sins we would right. commit while right. we were on earth. To know all of that, to know, and not just the ones we even recognize, but the ones that we commit without recognizing them, the thoughts, the, not even just the deeds, but the thoughts and what's in our hearts that's unclean. He knows all of that, yet knowing all of that, he still sees enough value yes. to diligently search us out. Yes. That, so what is the value is of a soul, though? Well, the, our value is, is the fact that, that that soul was created to eternally glorify God. And that's where uh, people are going to hate this because we try to say, well, I'm valuable because of my position in this, that, or that. No, you're valuable. You're va all your value comes from the fact that you you were made by God and that you were made for by God for the purpose of glorifying him. That's it. And you're so valuable that the God of heaven stepped out of heaven to die yeah. for you. Right, right. Full, I mean, again, you do, fully knowing. I, I'm going to make a controversial statement. Simple. Maybe. You do have value, right? Even oh, before yeah. you come to Jesus, right? Because you were made in His image, yes, and you are a living, breathing person whom Jesus did die for. Doesn't mean mm -hmm. you're going. Stay with me now. I'm mm -hmm. getting. I'm sort of getting deep. Doesn't mean you're going to accept Him, but your life does have value. Mm -hmm. Even this is where people are not like. Even the one person you hate the most, mm -hmm. even the most hated murderer has value because they are made in the image. Of, mm. Now, you marred it by acting like the enemy. Right. It, it's almost an unrecognized or a potential oh. value that, that's not on display at the, at yeah. yet. Oh, you know. Or I read, um, oh, whichever book, um, that, I mean, yes, we were made in God's image, but right now we, before we are believers, we're carrying the image of Adam because we are born with our sin nature. Mm. We're born into that sin nature. So we are not, and I think you were sort of saying this, but we're not displaying that image. Right, of we're not. Yeah, yeah. Until we're not, we are but you still have that in, but yes. innate value. Yes, right. that in, intrinsic. Right. Yep. In, you know, oh, I'm Ooh. sorry. Innate. <laughs> innate. <laughs> have a little word off here. Let's innate go. was not a big enough word, so she had to go intrinsic. Or for the non-peasants, intrinsic. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Hank speaks for the peasants among us. I mean, she's the one that dealt with hundred dollars. I was going to say those looking for ones instead of hundreds, apparently. <laughs> Oh, we love you, Every Mona. Week. <laughs> but so, but th there, there is value, and it doesn't matter if it was valuable to someone else. This woman wanted it, mm -hmm. so she did everything she could. Yes. To find it. Mm -hmm. Yes. There wasn't any corner she did. There, was there wasn't anything didn't, didn't yeah. move. <laughs> there wasn't anything that didn't, didn't get dusted, or she mm -hmm. tore the house apart. Yes. Because it had value. Yes. There's no intrinsic <laughs> value. <laughs> of that coin except for what people see it as. Yeah. It's just a piece of metal. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, ultimately, yeah. it's like our paper. Only reason our paper has value is because it says it's back backed by oh and what are we backed by? Jesus Christ. Oh That's right. God Almighty. That's right. mm. Get me excited. So what here we go, Dan. Ready? Is this ultimately a picture of happening in the world, yet in the family? Oh, by the way, let me make this comment. So the first one really deals with the world. Right. Mm -hmm. Jesus in the world going to get lost. This one, let's be honest, it's in the house. Mm -hmm. and, and to me, this one speaks more about family mm -hmm. and how we, going back, as dads are to lead the home, as parents 
ought to be making sure we do everything to give our kids a, a, a biblical worldview, which don't get me started. The average church grower, I, I think I saw a statistic, I think um, Bruce gave it to the night, 5% of all born-again believers, quote-unquote, have a biblical worldview. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We wonder why we're in the shape mm-hmm. we're in. Mm-hmm. So this deals with a family. What's it a picture of? If that's a picture of Jesus, who's this a picture of? So, of mean, the work of. It... <laughs> Good. I mean, the we talked about the Holy Spirit. Exactly. I was like, Mona, I, I know you're not making sure that that's where. I mean, I was like, I threw you a softball. I, I told I you guys. Sure. You know, I when I don't look sure. nervous about answering, it's pretty low. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, to me that that's a picture of Jesus going, but yeah. this is a picture of the Holy Spirit. I believe sweeping. Out and searching within the family and allow, and us, we're the ones that are not leaving any stone unturned, mm. any furniture unturned, as it were, in our house to talk to our kids about Jesus and allowing the Holy Spirit to be that broom that finds them. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell a quick personal story, and and it's gonna sound bad at first, but I, I promise I'm I'm going somewhere with it. So you know, my dad was a a, a pastor. Um, Great pastor. I loved hearing him preach. Um, and he was a great dad. But one thing he he never did until I went to him as a teenager was talk to me one-on-one about my salvation. Hmm. He said, well, you always hear me preaching. You, I, I've talked to you plenty of times from the pulpit. And, and the reason I tell that story, again, not to knock him, but as parents so often we assume – yeah, that because our child went to church with us, because they went to Sunday school, that they're either already saved, even though they haven't made a confession, or you know been baptized, or that they're on the path to being saved. And here we see that woman's making no assumption. She's not assuming that she, that it didn't fall under the couch or that it didn't. She's making sure every inch of that is being searched. Yeah. So often we make that assumption, I think, for two reasons. Number one, because we, for good reason, we want to see our loved ones in heaven. Mm, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I yeah, I don't <laughs> you know, get, So we don't like I'd the rather go to <laughs> Mozambique and lead that person to Jesus and take them to heaven with me than somebody in my own family. That makes absolutely no sense. Yep. But also because we're, you know, I, I, I'll speak for myself as a young parent. I was like, well, if she asks a question, I don't know. And believe it or not, her whole faith didn't crumble when I said, I don't know, let me look it up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, and that's know. what you should do. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think a lot of times we just assume because we we like the idea. Obviously, we don't want to know, to think of our loved ones going to hell. And because we're uncomfortable with our own faith and trying to share that faith with someone that we're going to see every day. You know, a lot of people, when they go off, well, okay, I share my faith, but I'm never going to have to see them again. Like I'm if they if they didn't like me or if they want to ridicule me I'm hundreds of miles away a week later. Yeah, I won't even know. You know, yeah. But I still go back to who do you want in heaven other Absolutely. than your family? Right. Absolutely. Right. Right. Now see, I was different from your dad. Never met your dad. Yeah. You know, man. From the time my kids could talk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling them about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I'm he like, was. He was dumb. For, he was like, but I I talk to you all the time. Like you you're there every Sunday. I'm like, but that's different. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Sitting down and saying, here's my questions. Here's what I'm worried about. You but know, you know, the funny thing is, and this would be, I think, would be an, a, a good study at some point. All the heroes of our faith in the Bible were terrible dads. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying your dad was a terrible dad. Please, no, please, don't, please, don't, please don't make no, that assumption. 
But I wonder if sometimes it's not that thing. Well, you've heard me, you know. Yeah. You, you've, like Eli's two sons, who are terrible. Right. <laughs> well, y'all heard me preach in the right. synagogue, yeah. or, or not the synagogue, because they weren't around then, but you've heard me preach. There are all the kings who are good, and then their sons yeah. after them were not. You, you've heard me, and you've right. seen me do this, yeah. so you obviously ought to be following in my right. path. Right. I mean, even Samuel's sons were not the best. Right. Yep. yep. D- David's sons killed each other. Right. <laughs> Maybe not the best. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, hello, Adam's first two sons, one killed the other. Mm-hmm. So I, I do think at times we just yeah. take for granted that, hey, they've heard it, they know what they're good. And and I think that's a lot of problem why we lose a bunch of kids when they go mm-hmm. off to college or whatever is because we, th- we thought mm-hmm. they had it. We didn't make sure, and we didn't make sure, and and we we've been mistaken our salvation for theirs. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. the fact that you know, once they're once they're off wherever they're at, and they can't hang on to your coattails anymore, then what? You they, find they, out they, there there may not have really been as much there as you thought, and yeah. they don't have that true north in yeah. their life anymore yeah. as like it was. Yeah, you know. Whatever you did, okay, I know Sunday mornings I'm going to church, and I know right. Sunday nights and Wednesday nights, and I know i got to come home even on Friday nights, so I just can't go acting like yeah. a fool and, and whatever. And so now you go off, and you don't have that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I don't have daddy's coattails or mama's coattails mm-hmm. to ride on. Yep. So what, but then the Holy Spirit, so it's a picture of that, but it's also a picture of how we ought to clean up our lives. I believe that there's both here. Mm-hmm. I believe there's a secondary, mm-hmm. how the Holy Spirit, and because I saw your yeah. notes, you yeah. wrote it. The Holy Spirit, it's a picture of cleaning up our lives. Mm-hmm. So I, the the primary mm-hmm. is a picture of searching in your house, I believe, for the lost person. And I know we get into the parable of the lost son, which son was actually the lost son. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also a secondary application is mm-hmm. what the Holy Spirit should do in our life. Right, and and again, secondary application here now. Right, and again, taking it back to um, who is he having this conversation with, and he's um, giving these parables, um, and the Pharisees and the scribes are there, and so I mean that makes a lot of sense because they obviously, um, he, he took every opportunity he could to make sure that he was telling them that they needed to clean up the. Their, their lives, so yeah, yeah, their own house, the right yeah. that they needed to um, to do what was right and not the way that they were, and be, you know, when we are told that if our righteousness does not exceed that of the Pharisees, then we won't be in heaven. Yeah. Um. So they they had work to be do that needed to be done. So this ties that ties into that. Yeah. I mean, so so I want I want to <laughs> secondary primary application right. is salvation. You ought to do everything in your power to let the Holy Spirit work in your home to draw your children to Jesus. Mm -hmm. A secondary one is it ought to teach you that you ought to let the Holy Spirit do a work in you. Mm -hmm. You know, the story of of the man used to come to the altar all the time and pray, Lord, clean the cobwebs out of my house. Mm -hmm. And finally, the preacher got tired of him coming, so he just bent over beside him. He says, you be quiet. Listen, Lord, don't clean the cobwebs. Kill the spider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so often we won't keep that spider, you know. Yeah, that's our pet spider. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, it's gross. (laughs) (laughs) What you look like you have. I got excited because well, you're when when you look at through that secondary application there. How how does she go about searching the coin? She can't search and find the coin in the dark. You can't see your filth in the dark. You have to have the light of God's word. 
And the brighter that light is, unfortunately, well, I say unfortunately, unfortunately for the short term, fortunate for the long term, the more filth you're going to see. And so it's not comfortable, but long term, it brings you closer in your relationship with God. But you've got to have that light. Because, yeah, you know how it is when the light's shining through the window and you see just how dirty your kitchen counters are. Yeah. Oh, with four pets, I don't like opening the blinds because I see it until the light's shining on it. Yeah, like. (laughs) <laughs> Literally yesterday, so so you know we're working on a nursery in in my house uh, for my my coming grandson, and and me and Brad are are putting down um, quarter round, and so it was dark. It was at night we we're doing this, and so I my flashlight battery's dead. So I was sort of away, and he goes, "Hey, can you get closer mm-hmm. so I can see?" Yep. Yep. And you had to bring the light closer yep. so everything would then be lit up, and so wow, what. Right out, you wrote down a great little statement right there. What I well, it came from you. Well, <laughs> why, why do you think I told you to say it? Actually, I did not know that I said that. I, <laughs> At some point, when Hank was preaching on it, he said that we ought to pray, Lord, bring the lamp and bring mm. the broom and clean my heart. And, and so, take it back also then to the primary application that what, what this parable is talking about. So we need to have the light. We need to make sure that we are shining the light. If we're not shining the light, they're not going to be able to nope. see that they need what they need. You have they, more influence over your kids than anybody else. Right. I don't care what you say. Right. You do mom right. and dad. Right. Um, and if we are not um, taking the opportunity to, to cl- take the broom and clean, make sure Things are clean in our house. Make sure that, I mean, my kids still fuss at me about the standards that I held. Yeah. Um, but if I didn't hold them to those standards, then yeah. I, I would not have been pointing them to Jesus. Yeah. Um, and so we, we have to make sure that we are doing that work um, so that they, so not only so that we can find what was lost, but so that they can know that they're lost. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's a great truth, man. It t- in it translate it uh, i'm gonna, i'm going to say this for the peasants <laughs> please don't get offended y'all we're just we're just goofing off you got to do everything you can to get your kid to yeah. the f- to the foot of the cross mm-hmm. right that's really what it's saying yep anything and everything i'll say it again we'll do everything and anything to make our kids be the best ball yep. players yep. the best dancers the best softball players the best football players best, uh, you name it and and all that's fine mm-hmm. seriously I did everything for my kids, but you should do even more right. to get them to the foot of the cross. Right. right. Because they're, they're, that'll, I'll go back to it. It's a statistic, and it's true. There's like 0.1% chance your kid's going to be professional in any sport. Yep. I promise you there's a 100% chance your kid's going to stand in front of Jesus yep. at some point. Yep. 100%. So what are you doing with that? So, hey, man, all right, we got less than a minute. Quick major thought, and I'm going to pray. Um, Dan's looking at you. You're trying uh, to avoid I, I got, him. I got one of you. Go, I mean, go. Dan, okay, Dan is like, he is boring a hole and jump in your head, girl. See, I, can't I was really being see. attentive. I was listening. Hey, um, go. No, uh, look, we, we were just talking about the light. Make sure you understand, though, you have no light to offer no, 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 other no. than what exactly. God's word is, is putting in you and, and God is putting in you. You know, you can be the nicest person, and and you can go read Doctor Phil, Doctor Whoever, whatever. They don't have any light to offer. Nope. Give them God's word. Don't give them just your opinion or, or what you heard once. That's the blind leading the blind. They're gonna yeah. fall into a hole. Jesus said. Exactly right. Um, and 
I'm just going to go back again. I keep bringing it back to verses one and two, but that, but, um, you know, as Jesus is telling these parables, he's showing the value as we talked about Mm -hmm. of the, um, the ones who they were grumbling against. Um, he's showing the, that he's showing them the value that, um, that this person was, is worth the one that is lost is worth seeking diligently going to the effort of lighting a lamp, going to the effort. I mean, who likes to sweep, but going to the effort of sweeping, going to the effort of seeking. Yeah, absolutely. Go. Yeah. Going. Right. Going and doing. You, you, you get something. Just one quick thing. I'm sorry. It just jumped on me when you were saying it. And if, if the God of all creation sees them as that valuable, who in the world are you to say they're not? That's right. There. That's my little piece. Jimmy Chunga. (laughs) I hate Jimmy Jonas. But anyway, so here's mine. I want to say same thing I think I said for our last episode. Who's the one you should be seeking mm-hmm. for on behalf of the Holy Spirit and the Lord? Yep. Who's your one? Right. Go talk to them about Jesus. It starts at the foot of the cross yourself, getting a word from the Master, then praying, then going. Yep. And don't worry if they shut the door the first time, just pray more and, and always leave the opportunity for you to come back. Mm-hmm. I mean, have I been in times when I was sharing the gospel and somebody just made me mad because they were just either just rude or disrespectful or said no? I literally went to a lady's house when we, we were doing visitation eight times. Mm-hmm. After the fourth time, I said, I'm never going back. And I went back. I'm never going back. Say how that go for? Never you. going back. Never going back. And bless her heart, I'm so thankful that I kept going back. And um, she she had to move away because of some health issues. But bless her heart. So anyway, let's pray. <laughs> Father, we love you. Give us a heart for the lost, because the truth is, each one of us really is unworthy, but you make us worthy because you came to earth to die to give us that way, Father God. So help us to live lives then that are worthy of our calling from you, Father. So just be in us, among us, with us, over us, through us, and help us to have the heart of Jesus uh, for the lost. And God, we love you and praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And I'm Hank Meadows, um, pastor of Marion Baptist Church. Got my home slice, Miss Mona. Got my main man over there, jelly corn dog bean. And uh, (laughs) you know, I've never seen a corn dog flavored jelly bean. I'll have to look for that. Yeah, look for that. (laughs) Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all.